name is Lynn Wilson and welcome back to Hope for Today's podcast. If this is your first time coming and visiting with us, I am glad you are here today. God is something special for you to hear. If you are a regular and you come week after week, I am so glad you're supporting this podcast. And I am just letting you know, again, God has got something for you to hear just in today's podcast. Okay, so we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And I'm going to use the New Living Translation if you're opening your Bibles to study this. It just makes it a little bit more simple for us to understand. And I want today, the podcast, I, I want it to be light. I want it to be encouraging. I want it to just give you that feeling of a fresh new start. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his, of his return is drawing near. Now, last week we were in the book of Romans in chapter 12, verses 18. And we read, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So what do these two verses have to do with each other? Well, last week we kind of went into um, living at peace with everyone. It depends on you. Well, it doesn't mean the other person's going to receive it well. It doesn't mean they're going to accept it or anything like that. But the Lord wants whatever I can do, whatever I can do to make it right, whatever I can do to live at peace with you. If it depends on me, I need to do my part. No guarantee on the other side. Hopefully it's well received right away, maybe in time, but initially it depends on me. So we need to be living at peace. And then you look at this verse in Hebrews and it says, think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and of good works. Don't neglect that we need to meet together and encourage one another. You know, you can't live at peace with people if you're not with people. You probably like yourself, most people do. Um, You get along with yourself, usually. But that's not what the Bible's talking about. The Bible's talking about living in peace with other people. People need people. And we need people, we need each other. We need company, we need, you know, a good friend. We need a, a, um, a family member. We need connections at work. We need, we need fellowship. But we can't live in peace with people without people. And we can't encourage people, as it says in Hebrews, if we're not with a people. So you can say to me, well, I'll text and I'm gonna email and I'm gonna write a note and I'm going to do all these things. Absolutely. That's fantastic. That is great. But in order to text someone, you have had to have built a relationship with them. In order to send an email, you can't just kind of create an email off the top of your head and I'm going to email this person. You have already started by building a relationship with people that you can encourage them through those ways. Those ways are not bad ways. But what I'm saying is in order to even get to that point, you have to have already established relationships with people. In some way, in some fashion, you have a people that you've connected with. If God wanted us to be alone, I don't think he would have put a verse in the Bible to live at peace with people. If God wanted us to be alone, he would not have said to us, 
I want you to encourage each other. He would have just said, okay, go home, lock your door, shut your blinds, and your day is over. He didn't say that. He told us to encourage. He told us to love one another. He told us to live at peace with each other. So let's bring some thoughts out of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. So what does this verse point out to us? Well, these are four things that I took out of it. It says, think of ways to motivate each other with love and good deeds. It tells us to think of ways to motivate each other. Number two, don't forget to meet together. I thought that was pretty clear in that verse. The third thing I picked out of that was he said to encourage one another. Ooh, you don't have the gift of encouragement? We'll get back to that. The fourth thing, it says the Lord is fast returning. These days we need to be together. Every verse in the Bible, I don't care what book from Genesis to Revelation, every verse in the Bible, there is something for you and me to learn. I wouldn't say that every verse is for every day, but there's a verse for every situation in life, whether we get married, we're raising our children, we're lonely, we're fearful, we need wisdom, we need some guidance, um, we're not getting along with somebody, we have an issue at church, um, salvation, there's a verse for everything. In Romans 12, I think we learn to live in peace. In Romans 12, that's, that's the gist of what I think that book says, or that chapter. In Hebrews 10, we learn to live with each other. There's a strong connection between these two verses, to live and to live, to live at peace and to live with each other. Life is to be lived. Why would the Lord had cre have created us if he wanted us to wallow away somewhere in a dark cave all by yourself, hibernating from ev everybody else? He did not want that. God is giving us breath to breathe and life to live. If you are awake today, you're breathing and you're living, he's got a life for you to live, but not by yourself. He has given us breath and life and we can live that freely in him. We have the freedom to ask him for help when we need it. We have the freedom to ask for company when we're lonely. We have the freedom to ask him for the desires of our heart. We have the freedom to ask him for mercy when we need it. And most of all, we have the freedom to ask him into our heart and lives so that we know for sure that we can spend eternity with him. We've had so many changes over the past several months. I know our heads are spinning. Every day there's another change. Every day there's, can we do this? Can't we do that? What can we do here, there, and everywhere? I get it. I get it. I get it. We're sick of change. We're sick of stuff. We're sick of, I get it. Totally get it. And you know, our lives have changed at home. How we grocery shop has changed. How we do our work has changed. A lot of things have changed. And it's kind of confusing. But you know what? Even church has had to change. Now, I'm not here on a soapbox to say we did it right, we did it wrong, we should have, we shouldn't have, they can't say, you know, that's not this point. That's not the point. But church has changed over the past few months. One of the reasons is we changed because for safety reasons, we did not know, this was an unknown. In my lifetime, I have not lived through a pandemic. In my lifetime, I've not had to live 
through these things. Many of you can say the same thing. So we hit this wall and we quick, we have to make some changes. Did we do them all right? Probably not. But you know what? With every experience comes growth. With every experience comes wisdom. So our first thought was, okay, for safety reasons, this is what we need to do. Then we had to take a deep breath and go, okay, what could we do? What should we do? Oh, okay, where do we go with that? That would be kind of like the next thing we did. Then we kind of move forward a little bit. Okay, what else do we need to tweak? And what are some guidelines we can follow? And how can we make this work? Now we're at the point of we're opening the doors at church. Some churches have started a while ago. Some are just kind of coming back now. And all I, I hear certain things from people. Number one, I quit. Oh, I quit church months ago. I haven't been back in months. Oh boy. To me, that shows the commitment to the Lord right there. I quit. Second thing. Oh, I feel unsafe. I can't go to church. I feel unsafe. I have a medical reason or I'm fearful. Now, if it's a medical reason, that's one thing. But if it's out of fear that you're not going back to church, that's another. I have had people admit, I'm just lazy. I want to roll out of bed. I want to grab a cup of coffee, sit on the couch, turn on the TV. We're good to go. I'm watching church online. I never even have to leave my living room. And for some of us, we've returned home. Yes, where we belong in the church building and with our church family. So where do you stand in the above mentioned? Have you quit? Are you full of fear? Are you lazy? Or have you returned home? Hmm. I don't like those kind of questions because it makes me think. And then I get kind of awkward and I'm like, she talking to me? You know, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable here. She talking to me? She, she talked about quitting or she talked about fear or she talked about being lazy. Am I lazy? Because I'm got coffee in hand and I'm sitting on the couch. Those are questions only you and the Lord can answer. So where are you today in your walk with the Lord? And where is your desire to be with God's people? You know, if we go back to Hebrews, think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and of good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. It tells us we got to meet together, people. It tells us right there. So why did you quit church? Now, if we go back to last week's verse that we studied in Romans, as much as it depends on you to live at peace with all people, why did you quit church? Did you quit because it was an easy way out? I got my ticket out of here. You know what? Didn't even want to be at church in the first place. I was trying to figure out a way to sneak out. Doors closed for a while. I can just slip away. Nobody will ever know. Oh, that's sad. What's your relationship with the Lord right now? Have you quit for the wrong reasons? Is it really a right reason to quit church? Have you quit church because you're annoyed at your brother or sister that's a church and I don't like the way they do this, that, or the next thing? What does the Bible say in Romans about living at peace as much as it depends on you? Maybe you need to make it right. Maybe you need to go to that person and now Mind you, you've had several months to ponder on this situation that you have a bone to pick with, with this person. It's been up here in your mind. This person has no clue that you're coming to them to say, hey, I got a problem. So go with all due respect and as much peace as you can muster up 
as it depends on you to say to them in love, I really need to talk to you about something. Something has bothered me and I need to make it right. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? Maybe you need to let the past be the past. We've had several months of so many changes and this and that. Maybe the bone you had to pick a few months ago, really, all these months fast forward, really doesn't matter. Have you ever been annoyed with someone and so much time has gone by and then somebody says to you, well, why are you mad at them in the first place? And you've answered, you know what? I don't really know. I... <sighs> you scratch your head. Now that I think about it, I'm not really sure why I'm mad at them. Maybe the past needs to be the past. Maybe just, you know, put that, what do they say? Water under the bridge. That's it. It's water under the bridge and move forward with a fresh start. Maybe that's where you need to be. Maybe you feel unsafe. Okay, now if you have a medical reason, I get it. My dad, he can't, he cannot be with people. He has numerous medical issues. I get it. You can go on Zoom. You can go on, you know, Boxcast TV. You can go on YouTube and you can watch church. That's the advantages of where we are with social media, that we have these things for when you can't get to church. No problem. But if you're not going to church because you feel unsafe, because you're full of fear, God tells us he has not given us the spirit of fear. God tells us that we need to think on these things. God tells us that we are not to be fearful of anything. We're not relying on him if we're full of fear. Maybe you're lazy. I get that. I'm lazy. I, I totally get it. I want to roll down my stairs, grab my coffee, lay on the couch, put a blanket on me, hit the remote, whoop, and now comes a pastor on TV. He's going to preach. I never had to leave my house. I get it. It's raining. You don't want to go out. It's cold. You don't want to go out. I get all that. I totally get it. No problem at all. I get it. But you know what? If you go back to Hebrews. It says we need to meet together. We need to encourage each other. Does that always mean you're going to feel like going to church? No. Does that mean, that means you're human. You don't feel like going. It's cold. I don't want to go out. I get it. I totally get it. I have days like that too. But you got to just rise above that and say, you know what? The Lord told me I need to meet together. I need to encourage somebody. I need to motivate somebody. Is it time for you to return home? Hmm. Is it time to have a fresh start? Brand new year. Doors are opening up. I don't know what the future holds. I don't need to know what the future holds. The Lord holds the future. He holds the future. I don't hold the future. I only have this moment in time right now. And I can tell you, I can have a fresh start. I can be refreshed. I can go back to church, be with my church family, get motivated to reach out to somebody and do something right and to encourage them to do a good deed and so on. Did I have issues before the church shut down? Maybe I did. Do I need to speak with someone and make it right? Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I just need to forget about it and move forward. So many of us are lacking fellowship. I have heard for months and months and months, I miss people. I miss being with people. I miss doing my normal. I miss doing things with people. Here is your opportunity. Return home. You know what? If you're not a, a person that's creative or you don't think you have the gift of encouragement and you're saying like, I hear what it says in Hebrews, but how do I do this? Well, number one, you can pray for wisdom and ask the Lord to instill in your mind what you can do. But you know, being together, you and me, we can, I can say, look, you know, she's, she's kind of down today. What can we do to build her up? I, I'm out of ideas. 
And that person says, you know what we could do? How about we do this? Oh, man, I'm so glad I talked to you today. Great idea. I never would have thought of that. We can't do that if we're not together. Being together, rubbing elbows together, shoulder to shoulder, well, six feet apart, shoulder to shoulder, you know. But all of that, don't make that six feet apart or wearing a mask or can't have to sit in every other pew hinder you from being in fellowship, singing and praising the name of the Lord in a congregational singing just does something to you. It motivates you. You've got to get back to going home to church. You need to remember that it's up to you and me to love each other, to encourage each other, to motivate, to motivate each other, and to build each other up. So this week, make your plans. You know, write down your schedule for work and your to-do list and write everything down you need to do. But don't forget to include going back to church and being with your church family, being there to encourage someone else. Ask the Lord to give you a fresh, a renewed desire to be with his people, your people. And I wanna hear in the comments below that you are returning home. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you all of you that are new and are here today. I hope God encouraged your heart in a way that you never expected. And for our regulars, listen, you know what I tell you, take those verses, dissect them this week and ask God how he wants to apply them to your life. And we'll catch you next week on the next podcast.